Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. All right, everybody, it's our second hour. We roll till 3 o'clock. Thank you for joining us. Uh, it's always good when we get Alex Halstead in. Boy's got nothing to do now. Just probably get some sleep, eat some good food instead of that quick stop stuff that you have to pick up when you're on the road all the time. He's got spring football. He does have that. From 24-7 Cyclone, Cyclone Alert, Alex Halstead on the Draft House 50 hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. How are you, Alex? I'm doing good. Settled back in Iowa. I think I counted it up. I was in a hotel for nine of 12 days during that little stretch. So uh, always kind of a hectic time, but now all of a sudden things will slow down. And three weeks left of spring football, but then kind of get into that off-season uh, mode. So uh, doing good, though, today. Okay, good deal. Uh, I'm glad that we had a chance to catch up to you. Uh, it was a uh, very nice run again for Iowa State, uh, claiming the tournament title of the Big 12, three out of the last four years. Then they run into Purdue, and it was a mismatch as far as contrasting styles, but yet in the second half, Iowa State was still able to impose their will, climb back into the game, take the lead, only then to lose the game in the last minute or so. Your thoughts on what you witnessed firsthand? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when you get to the NCAA tournament, it's obviously all about matchups. And I think even when that popped up on Selection Sunday, um, you know, people knew Nevada was going to be tough. But I think people kind of um, thought, you know, if they did get by Nevada and Purdue was on the other side, it was going to be a tough one because you got a seven foot two guy in, in Haas. And then, you know, Swanigan, who's going to probably go in the first round of the NBA draft, assuming he goes at six foot nine. And, you know, we saw what he could do a, a near triple double. So, just kind of a bad matchup in that regard. But like you said, Iowa State was able to climb back in. And I think when they went down to, you know, went, went to halftime down 13, um, things did not look great. You know, Purdue shot 56 point, I think 7% from the field in the first half. I was sitting next to a Purdue writer. I heard him tell someone that um, you know, that's the best they've played in half for sure offensively in the, in the whole year. They don't hit some of those threes, he said, typically that they did at the end of the half. So all things went right for Purdue. Iowa State couldn't hit shots. And then, all of a sudden, in the second half, the first five minutes, it got worse. They fall down by 19, and I think people just kind of wondered, is this how they're going to go out? And um, you knew Iowa State could make a run. You know, they've made a run against um, Gonzaga when they were down 18 points. They came back and beat Kansas down 14 points at halftime. So you knew they were capable of making a run. You just didn't know if they were going to do it. And I think for them to make the run they did is impressive. The fact that they took a, like you said, 73-71 to 71 lead mm-hmm. um, was pretty shocking. But I think at the end of the day, it was disappointing because they were able to climb back, take that lead, and uh, I think the what if, what if is, you know, there's a couple obviously plays that Purdue made at the end, but also what if Iowa State just hits a couple more shots instead of starting two of ten from the field, um, maybe they could be in the Sweet 16. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of what-ifs about that game yeah. and, and the way that it went. P.J. Thompson's three that rattled around and fell in after finally Iowa State had taken the lead. It was a, a wild one, and that's kind of what this last four years with this group has been. Uh, it's been a wild ride up and down, lots of big comebacks. The legacy in your mind of this group as they go out, we talked about it earlier. Just your thoughts on the impact and how this group as a whole is going to be looked at in Iowa State lore. Yeah, you know, this it was kind of interesting. You know, we go into the locker room and, you know, I've been in the locker room when they lost to Ohio state, when they lost a lot of seniors that year. And um, there's a lot of players crying then, you know, George was a freshman 
at that time, and he's crying, I think, because, you know, he obviously was guarding Aaron Kraft and, you know, felt like he could have stopped that. And, you know, when they lost to UAB, there was a lot of crying because of just the shock, I think. But there wasn't really many tears after this game. You know, Nazmi Trulong had, you know, some teary-eyed, but, you know, he talked quite a bit. Um, Monte said he, you know, a little bit, but he was, you know, smiling and kind of, um, not that it didn't hurt him, but, you know, I just it was just kind of different because I think they realized, you know, maybe what they've done in these four years rather than kind of be down. You know, they've been through the ups and downs of the tournament. They know that it's difficult for any team to make the Sweet 16. You know, you just you look at what happened yesterday with some of those teams that got knocked off. So, mm-hmm. you know, their legacy, though, they go to, they win three Big 12 titles in four years, 100 wins in four years, which is the most in school history. Uh, went to, obviously, tournaments in all four years, but now they've been to a school record six consecutive tournaments. I looked it up yesterday, and Monte Morris and Matt Thomas in the last four years have been ranked in the top 25 of the eight people in 64 of their 77 weeks. Um, so, I mean, just all those things combined, I think, obviously, it's a place Iowa State basketball hasn't been really before. You know, they had a couple good years, obviously, when they went to the Elite Eight and won regular season titles with Marcus Pfizer and that sort of thing. But for an extended period of time, I don't think Iowa State's been at this height, and I don't think you could recruit guys like Linda Wigginton or, or things like that unless you kind of put yourselves on that kind of stage. We're having a conversation with Alex Halstead, Cyclone Alert, on the Draft House 50 hotline. Alex, now that the season has officially ended, how does Steve Prome sit? Well, I know he's going to be a dad again. Has that happened yet? No, that's, I think she's due you know, a week from today. And okay. I think it sounded like that could happen this week, though. Okay. All right. I was just checking. Uh, how is he going to sit down and then look at his new roster for next year and figure out exactly the way he wants this team to play? Yeah, well, I mean, that's a good question because when you look at what they've got coming back, um, I was going to at some point today hopefully go through and figure out the total numbers of actually what they've lost points per game. It's mm-hmm. going to be pretty staggering what they, the exact number is. But you look at it, and they, they really returned three players who even played last year, and the, the minutes the, um, – you know, very. You've got Donovan Jackson, who comes back, who is basically your sixth man, played well, especially from February on when his role increased. You've got Nick Babb, who sometimes played, played well in the Big 12 tournament, but some games he really didn't see the floor a ton. And you've got Solomon Young, who started the last 12 games of the season. Iowa State won 10 of them, but, you know, he had his ups and downs as a true freshman. That's really what you return next year. Obviously, you're going to get Cameron Lard, who redshirted. Um, you're going to bring in right now, you know, three true freshmen that you know of. Um, but you just really don't know what, what next year holds. I think you know, his first step probably after he has his second um, child would be get back on the road and recruit. You know, the, the next signing period starts April 12th, and Iowa State still has three scholarships open. Um, they're going after a couple of JUCOs, that sort of thing. But once they figure out what those final pieces are, you know, I think what they would hope would be a couple forwards, maybe a transfer playmaker that can come in and add some scoring. Once they figure out those pieces, I think he can start to figure out what he wants to do, but it's going to be interesting because there's a lot of uh, usage, so to speak, up for grabs and a lot of minutes. You know, we know Donovan Jackson's going to play a ton. I think Wendell Wiggington's probably going to vie to play quite a bit, you know, maybe in the same vein as a Jalen Fisher at TCU this year. So it's going to be really interesting, but I think he's got to maybe first recruit in the next three weeks and figure out what his roster looks like. So uh, you mentioned a couple of the guys. How about some guys that are on the roster that we didn't see a whole lot? Jacoby Young, uh, Long, excuse me, uh, because of a redshirt year. But, you know, a guy like that, Simeon Carter, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a big guy that, 
maybe has some promise. Your thoughts on those two guys kind of lost in the shuffle. Could you see some minutes being available for those two? Yeah, you know, Jacoby's a guy that, you know, I remember when they were recruiting him last August or so when he had originally signed, um, I guess I should say a full year before that, when he's when he originally committed and signed, you know, the whole message was, you know, maybe as a freshman he could come in and play 15, 20 minutes a game. And that was when Nazmi Trivong and Monte Thomas were supposed or Monte Morris, um, excuse me, um, and, and whatnot. You know, the picture was unclear. You know, people thought those guys were going to be gone. Then all of a sudden they come back, and he really didn't play a lot this year. I think he averaged like 1.4 minutes a game. I was looking today, and I think he does have promise. The reason that they thought he could have played early in his career if there was more uh, opportunity was because physically they thought he could already guard in the Big 12. I think his offense has to continue to improve, but I think the positive is that while there's been maybe rumors, would he stay or not, just because I think maybe the ex- what happened this year with his, his role was different than the expectation. Mm-hmm. You know, he had an Instagram post, I think, recently with that he's excited for another year. So I think uh, right now, you know, it looks like he'd, he'd come back. You know, in, in college basketball, sometimes it's the instant gratification of having to play early. But I think he would be back, and I think his role could definitely increase. Um, Simeon is kind of – it's always tough to read. You know, Steve Prohm gets asked about him once in a while, and he always says he's just got to continue to work. It just doesn't sound like he's found a role really yet. But the one of the guys I think will be interesting to watch would be Ray Casango, obviously sat out this year after yeah. transferring – from Tennessee, you know, we haven't heard much about him, which is mm-hmm. uh, always worrisome, but, uh, you know, he's obviously going to be a big body with some experience at this level. Having a conversation with Alex Halstead on the Draft House 50 hotline. Okay, take me then to what you witnessed at that game between Iowa State and Purdue, and when Purdue got that 19-point lead, it is both Trent and my contention that the big guys and the guards that play for Purdue defended Iowa State's so-called fast-break offense extremely well. In other words, I think a lot of people thought Iowa State was going to be able to get the ball and go and get some real easy baskets, where, in fact, Purdue was able to make that defensive transition and got back and did not give them that many easy looks. Yeah, I think Matt Painter and Purdue scouted Iowa State really well. Um, obviously, you have to go out and execute it, and I'm sure Iowa State, Iowa State, you know, scouted what Purdue was going to do with the bigs, and just had trouble, especially in the first half, matching up for some of the things you saw, some of the easy baskets that Haas got, or, or things like that. But you know, they did take away the transition really early in the game, and um, you know, part of that was, you know, I think Purdue made a lot of shots, and Iowa State didn't have as many opportunities as they would have liked, but. You know, they, they took that away, and I think the key going into the game was could Iowa State get in transition and could they space um, and kind of spread Purdue out? And they struggled with both of those things. I think they took a lot of quick shots right at the start of the game and it set a bad tone, but then they never really got in transition. When, when Purdue started missing some shots and Iowa State got on that big run in the second half, you know, they were able to get out and, and Monte hit a transition three, and um, then I think they kind of figured out how to attack Swanigan with Burton, you know, Bert, use Burton's quickness, but the problem was maybe some of those things happened a little too late. You know, Burton really took over for a stretch there, driving to the basket. But if they could have done some of those things earlier in the game, I think he started 4 of 13 from the field before he really got going. If they could have done some of those things earlier in the game, you know, maybe they would have had a more of a shot and not had to come back. But um, Purdue did a really good job of taking away some of Iowa State's strengths. And by the time Iowa State kind of adjusted, it was a little too late. You know, the one thing that jumped off to me just going through the box score and 
I mean, it seemed like Purdue was doing a good job of sharing the basketball. Swanigan with that high-low pass that he continually was hitting on. They assisted on 27 of their 31 buckets, though. That shows you that Purdue team. You know, we, we talked so much from the Iowa State perspective. you got to give a lot of credit to Purdue. They yeah. played really well. They did. Yeah, they, I mean, that was about it. I've watched them a couple times this year, and um, that's for sure the best I've seen them play. But, you know, going into the game, even though Painter talked about um, Swanigan, you know, he's talking about the size, and he said, you know, if, if, they don't out, if they don't win the rebound battle, then the size doesn't really matter. So sometimes size um, or speed beats size in terms of the rebounding game. But when he was talking about the size difference between the two teams, he said, you know, the thing with Swanigan is he's a really good passer, and I think we saw that, you know, you can go double-team him to try to make up for that, and Iowa State did that a little bit. But he has some really good passes, and I think, like I said, I think he's two or three assists shy of a triple-double. I mean, he could pass out of those things, maybe in the same way we remember Niang being able to pass or Burton's passing game. But um, that hurt them because you can go and double some of those bigs and try to take them out, and then all of a sudden they find someone wide open under the basket. And they shared the ball really well. I mean, that was always the Fred Hoiberg thing. It was the thing Iowa State has done when they've um, had success this year is, you know, assist on a lot of their field goals. And Purdue did that and I think kind of beat Iowa State at times when they tried to double some of the bigs. Uh, Trent and I had a conversation in the first hour about Monte Morris and where he will end up on the pantheon of great players at Iowa State. And we both kind of agreed that it may take a couple of years for it to simmer a little bit before people really understand the greatness that they had a chance to watch for a few seasons. Does that sound like a correct account to you, or do you have a different opinion? No, I think that's true, and I think it's true of maybe even just this, these, some of these players on this team in general. I mean, when you talk about Morris, you know, he's first in most games played at 140. He's first all-time in wins at 100, first in assists, first in steals, first in assisted turnover ratio. Um, he's top 10 in three-pointers at Iowa State, 11th in total points. I mean, all those numbers, I think, just stand out, obviously, to people as, you know, the best point guard in Iowa State history, one of the top players in Iowa State history. But I don't think people will even fully appreciate it, like you said, until things simmer. You know, when you get to the point where you don't have a guy that turns the ball over as little as he does. I mean, most point guards, even the best point guards that you see out there, turn the ball over more than he did. And I think people won't probably appreciate how little and how good he was with the ball until he's gone. And I think the same thing probably goes for guys like Matt Thomas and Nazmi Trulong. I think not that people take it for granted because they're second and third all-time in Iowa State history with 260 th- career threes and 254 career threes mm-hmm. between the two of them. But I don't know if anyone realizes how good of shooters they were, and I don't know if people really fully realize the type of weapons Iowa State had on this team until maybe they don't have the same weapons next year. I mean, not to say they're not they can't be good next year or they won't have it, but they're going to be really young. You're not going to have maybe the consistency that you have with those guys. But I would definitely agree that for sure with Morris, but I think even down the line a little bit, people won't fully um, grasp how good those guys were um, until they see how different the team might look. You know, uh, as we go through, we, we've talked so much about Lyndall Wigington. You brought him up, Sharon, probably some of the uh, role at point guard next year, along with Donovan Jackson. Uh, the other guy I want to get your thoughts on, though, is a Milwaukee kid, uh, as crazy as that is. Terrence Lewis, uh, did he make it to the games over the weekend? And secondly, small forward, six foot six, sounds like you know, he was top 100, top 120 kind of player nationally. Mm-hmm. Just your thoughts on that and, and another freshman maybe that can make an impact. And then uh, secondly, 
there are some open scholarships where they're going to be looked at in that direction. Yeah, Lewis is really intriguing. Obviously, Linda Wigginton gets a lot of the um, attention from fans, especially because I think most people think he could be the most instant impact when you're a top 50 recruit and um, they're going to need scorers and that sort of thing. But like you said, Lewis uh, is a wing that's got size. You know, he's kind of ranged from top 125 or so, like you said. And, you know, he's a guy that shoots really well. He averages 20-plus points a game. Uh, he's had a lot of 40-plus points a game just taking over for his high school team, and obviously that's a different level. But I think you can just see that he's a scorer. And, you know, I would assume he's going to get minutes, obviously, right away. You know, at that wing spot, it's going to be interesting because I think Linda Wigginton, um, Donovan Jackson will kind of be those one-two guys um, probably from day one. But, you know, that three spot, it's a kind of up for grass fire between Terrence Lewis and – um, Nick Babb, and maybe if they bring in a wing via Juco or transfer. So, you know, I think he could really have an impact. You know, he might be a player that, you know, kind of shows himself his freshman year, but then kind of maybe emerges like like a Matt Thomas continued to emerge through his career, and you kind of see him take strides. But um, I guess in terms of what they still need, they've got, you know, three scholarships right now. That's um, assuming no, no attrition, which, you know, you never know what might happen. So, you know, right now, three scholarships, and I think their goal right now is probably two forwards. They're still going after high school forward Alexis Yetna, um, originally from Paris, France. He's now out in Connecticut, and he just visited Old Dominion last week. He's at Oregon State now. I think he'll try to get to Iowa State at some point soon. Um, it sounds like Oregon State might be kind of the slight leader. I think his mentors really like them because, you know, you look at their record, they won like five games this year, and mm-hmm. you know, he could probably play a ton of minutes there, not to say he couldn't play minutes at Iowa State because that's been their message too, but he's probably their only and top prep forward target right now. And then when you look at JUCOs, they've got Shakur Justin um, out in Hutchinson Community College. He just puts up numbers across the board, similar numbers to Deontay Burton when you just look at what he does, scoring, rebounding, blocking shots, assisting. Uh, he's kind of a wing slash four man uh, i think he's six foot seven six foot eight but kansas just offered him that's going to be a battle for him but i yeah. was in on him really early um and then there's a, a juco wing uh down in florida named daryl edwards who shot about 50 percent from three this year that could be that scorer that they go and get as well but um i guess one other name then is daquan lake at iowa western he's six foot ten he's not really as much of a mobile forward as much as he is just a big inside so those are kind of the four names that they've been after most and I think between now and April 12th, when that early period, that late period starts, rather, um, we'll start to maybe figure out what names they're focusing on and if there are any new names they go after. All right, so be perfectly honest. Are your brackets blown to smithereens <laughs> like ours? Well, I actually never, I actually didn't get one uh, posted. What? what? I, I was going to, I had it partially filled out at the arena, and then <laughs> the next day, the game started before I could post it, so <laughs> well, I had something in my mind, but uh, okay. unfortunately, this is the first year in quite a while that I won't have an actual bracket. Well, at least you were honest. Okay, in your mind, is your bracket is your bracket blown to smithereen, or in your mind, have you picked every one correct? Well, I think I think I would have had a good you know first day with Middle Middle Tennessee and some of those, but you know once Purdue or I'm sorry once Duke and some of those. Um, you know, big top seeds got knocked off. Uh, it would have probably been blown apart here, probably within the last couple of days. 
Fair enough, pal. It's always good when we catch up to you. Look, I know you got nothing to do except maybe a little spring football, so we'll uh, we'll ring your bell again, and you can come on, and we can talk that. Yeah, for sure. Spring football starts. I think we get linebackers tomorrow, so we'll see if, if Joe Lanning shows up for that. I know that'll be another interesting storyline here. That, in the weeks that ahead, will so. be a, that will be a good storyline if that takes place. What's your before we let you run? What's your feeling on that? Fifty fifty. Right now, I think. I would probably say he, I think he ends up playing some linebacker, but you know it'd be interesting to hear. We haven't talked to Campbell for quite a while now because they had spring break and everyone was kind of off covering basketball, so we haven't talked to him for a couple of weeks. But right now, I think they really want to try him at linebacker. So it'll be interesting tomorrow to find out if he's been mostly playing there and what he's looked like so far. Okay, fair enough. We'll stay in touch. Thank you, man. You uh, enjoy. Yeah, thanks, Have a great week. Thank you, Alex. Alex Halstead, 24-7 Cyclone Alert on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Yeah, it gets into uh, spring football it here does. for the next few weeks, and then after that wraps up, it's a long grind till <laughs> <Yeah>. August. <laughs> you ready for the baseball, oh, Jimmy B? Oh, man. I, you know what? Okay, now this is going to sound funny. Because you know me. Yeah. I watch opening day. Yep. And, and then, then you put it on mock balls till the end of July. Till about the end of July, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch players, but I'm not really, you know, watching every game. However, after I watched a little of the USA Dominican Republic game. Yep. Yeah. Now I want to see what takes place here. Yeah, absolutely. USA Japan yeah. tomorrow night. Yeah. Tonight, what do we get? Uh, the Netherlands. It's, yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll be watching baseball I, gonna, last, next gonna, couple nights. I'm going to flip that on. I, I got hooked on it. I really, I mean, Stanton, what a shot. Right. And then Adam Jones makes that catch in center field. It was it was a home run for sure. Mm-hmm. And I like Manny Machado tipping the cap to him. Jones acknowledged him back. That was pretty cool. See, that's, maybe, maybe I... I mean, it's the USA, so I'm much more engaged. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it could be a checkers tournament, yeah. and if it's the USA, okay, I'm going to be engaged. It's it's the whole it, Olympic it, thought process. It, exactly, yeah. exactly. But you you know who these top name players are, mm-hmm. and now you get a chance to see them really showcase their skills. And and when you're locked into the game, like I was that night, it was highly entertaining. Well, tonight with Puerto Rico and the Netherlands, yeah. I mean, you got two of the best yeah. defensive shortstops yeah. in the game. Yeah, I know. Simmons I, over on the side for yeah. the Netherlands and, and Francisco Lindor. Yeah. I, those guys are worth yeah. the price of admission. They Plus, are. The, the national part of it, you got U.S. tomorrow. I'll be watching that. Yeah. I'll tell you, if if Iowa would have won, I would have been a lot more intrigued with the NIT games tonight. Oh, okay. But with the, the Iowa losing, nah, that's, it, it takes something away here from it, the local angle. It's the not interested tournament yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll flip on I'll, Illinois State yeah, for a while, but yeah. baseball is going to have my attention the yeah. next couple of nights. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have it on. I'm gonna have the baseball on. I am going to peek in on Oklahoma City and Golden State tonight, just because it's Westbrook and. Uh, that guy named Steph Curry. I will. I will take a peek. There's, you know me. I like they're players. They're still playing the NBA. Huh? <laughs> I, I watch it for the huh. players. But no. I, but I, I'm, I, I'm, I didn't know. I'm hooked. I'm hooked on the World Baseball Classic. Look at you, Jimmy. Yeah, Boy, coming around. Yeah, oh boy, yeah. Boy. All right, we're coming right back right here on the Big Talker 1700. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports 1700 KBGG. 
The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Hi, this is Craig Hodson, Vice President, Market Manager of Cumulus Media Des Moines. Cumulus is a proud supporter of the Ankeny Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber promotes economic development to strengthen the business climate and enhance the quality of life in Ankeny. Please join me in welcoming and supporting these new members. Anytime Fitness, Prairie Trail, Compassion Builders International, Des Moines Mobile Wash Incorporated, Financial Architects Incorporated, Aaron Plaskus, Gillum Group Real Estate, Great Caterers of Iowa Incorporated, The Rib Shack, I Iowa Mail Contractors, LLC, iThrive31, LLC, The Original Pancake House, Pansy Real Estate Team, Patrice Noble, Porch Light Coffee House, Remax Precision, Rialanas of Des Moines, Stone Age Granite, TMJ Roofing Services, Travis Coburn Photography, Tough Shed, TYH Humanitarian Foundation, Christine L. Werman. The Ankeny Chamber of Commerce and Cumulus Media wish to thank these new members. Learn more about the Ankeny Chamber of Commerce online at ankeny.org. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented MyPillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money-back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code des moines to take advantage of mike's four-pack special you'll get 50 percent off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping Trey Condon here, and I want to tell you about our great friends at Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. If you're looking for basketball, you're not going to find a better place in the metro than Draft House 50. Big screen TVs across the bar, sound on for the local games, and great brews to go along with it. Don't forget about the food. Classic bar food with an upscale style and a tap system like you've never seen before. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select All-Included Package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, 
monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Pro-rated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet, equipment, non-return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, we roll till 3 o'clock. You can always get in on the program at 264-1700. Open phones right now. At 264-1700. We'd love to hear from Iowa State, from Iowa fans as well. Look, it was... I enjoyed watching the NIT game yesterday. Absolutely. With with Iowa in it. And I I, I, I get maybe fan frustration, but they played like Hole defense in the... uh, around the basket, and the lane was open constantly. And Texas Tech took advantage of it over and over and over again. And Texas Tech played up-tempo with Iowa. I mean, they they ran pretty much the same stuff. Iowa got down, had a chance to get back in the game, did. Ends in a tie. We go five minutes of overtime, and, you know, TCU finds a way to get it done. That's it's that simple to me. You know, Alex Robinson was really good. Yeah, he, he was. He really controlled the game for TCU. And, but and remember, TCU, their best point guard, didn't play. He's got like a busted hand. Fisher. Fisher. Yeah, I, he didn't play. Uh, I would argue that Robinson's a better point guard. You think than so Fisher than him? Right yeah, okay. Right now. Okay, at the moment. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Fisher. Fisher's a freshman. He's a freshman. Yeah. And they played two point guards a lot yeah, of times. Yeah, they have. Yeah. You see that in the Big 12. You saw it with Kansas, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it does happen quite a bit. Regardless, though, yeah, they were out without Fisher, but Robinson was a story. He was, I mean, he, he controlled was good. things. He yep. was able to get in the lane basically whenever he wanted to, and and that leads to looking at this team now going forward for Iowa. As we you know talked about Iowa State there with Alex and what the future holds for them, the expectation level for Iowa it really ratchets it up next mm-hmm. year. And can you remember a year where Iowa's going to come into the year? with the kind of expectations that they're going to have. Would it be the uh, the seniors when they were all there? Because I think everybody anticipated that that senior-laden team. A year ago, you yeah, mean? Yeah. Woodbury, would, Gassel, yeah, Utah, Utah Packer. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people felt they were going to be a dominant team, and it didn't, just, mm. it didn't work out like that. I don't think anybody ever thought they were going to be a dominant team. I mean, were they in anybody's preseason top ten? No. Were they, no, not, uh, not not nationally. No, no, no. I mean, just the perception here locally. Well, that's was, different. Was, yeah. Oh, oh, you're talking nationally? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Because if you look at Iowa next year. Yes. With what they return, they showed an ability when Peter Jack was injured to play well. Yeah. You look at what other Big Ten teams are losing. Wisconsin mm-hmm. loses basically everybody. Michigan mm-hmm. loses basically everybody. Mm-hmm. Michigan State, mm-hmm. they're going to lose Miles Bridges. Yes, they are. And we'll see what else happens there. You go through, it's going to be Iowa, Northwestern, Minnesota, Minnesota, yeah, those are going to be your favorites. Yeah, which is weird. 
That's it, never it, it that's does, never been the case. It does sound funny, doesn't it? Where those three teams are going to be the favorites coming into the year. But even you go back to a year ago when they had that group, people said, oh, yeah, there'll be a tournament team again. They'll uh-huh. be fifth, sixth in the Big Ten, you know, something like that. And, and that's what they were. The expectations are going to be higher than that. I don't know nationally if they're going to be a preseason top 25 team. No, I, I don't see that. You don't? No, I, what? Don't, I don't see that. Why is that? Uh, probably, probably because Kentucky will reload. And you're going to have. Well, I didn't say preseason top five. No, no, no. Top you, twenty. Top, top twenty-five. I don't. I don't. I just don't see that yet. I got to see first off who's leaving the other school. You know that sort of thing. Sure. Um, I probably I could make a better assessment. I don't think they're going to be a top twenty-five preseason. Hmm. Now, look. I think that we, you and I, both agree the talent base is there. It's. It's. I mean, the foundation is already laid. Mm-hmm. And I think probably with the 6'10 kid coming in, uh, and if he's as good as, well, I've seen some video on him. Which one? There's two of them. Uh, well, the uh, the kid that was, is it Garza? Is that his last name? Luca Garza is yeah. the big guy from D.C. 6'10, right? 6'11, 6'10. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's more of your uh, load inside. Yeah. You know, he's a big guy. And then they have Jack Nungy. Who's six eleven? Six eleven now. Yeah, he's still he's still a growing boy. <laughs> now he's skinny. He's not yeah, an inside right. player. He'd, not, yeah, he'd be like your Jared Utah yes. more. He's not a prototypical you know, power forward, anything like that. Mm-hmm. He's probably more a three, and I think that's kind of what you hope for, right? Because they just have a slew of guys inside. They do now. So many guys. The question becomes, you know, what can they do in the backcourt? Because up front they're fine. I mean, they're they're so talented and so deep in there. They are now. But yes. Tyler Cook, we yes. saw his ascension. Yes. He, he struggled at times again yesterday. Mm-hmm. Guess what he went from the floor? Seven of seven. Seven of seven. <laughs> Even in a game that he struggled, he went seven of yeah. seven from the floor. Yeah. So he's there. You got him. You got Ahmad Wagner, who mm-hmm. always energy guy. I don't know. Maybe he's not a starter next year. Nicholas Bear. On and on and on. So much depth up Bear there. Bear had a double-double. He did, yeah. Finally shot it after struggling the last he couple did. of games. Finally was able to hit some shots. But the backcourt is the question. Because Bohannon, well, we talk about Robinson, what he's able to do. Right. He's able to get to the rim because Bohannon still struggles defensively. Right. As good as he was. 25 points. Yep. 13 assists. I know. Three straight double-doubles. Yeah. Three straight mm-hmm. out of your freshman point guard. You feel good. You need help defensively on the perimeter. Correct. Isaiah Moss, again, it was, we've seen this happen to him a lot. Where he's out there, he gets a start always, but he doesn't get a whole lot of minutes. How mm-hmm. many times have we seen that this year? You, Back L- and, lots of times. You know, I saw him the first four minutes, and I saw him maybe one other time. Where, where'd he go? It happened again yesterday. Yeah. Where? What do you think that is? Because, we, boy, we've seen him when he's on, and he's knocking down shots, mm-hmm. and he's getting to the rim. Yep. That's a big difference. Is it just a young guy trying to find his way? Is I it think the so. defense? I think so. And I think, I think it's the coaching staff. Confidence level's not there yet. Mm-hmm. And I think they watch him for the first four or five minutes. And if they believe that he's struggling, goes to the bench, and then you might get a glimpse in the second half. And if it's still the same assumption by the coaching staff, he's done. Mm-hmm. That's simple. They don't trust him yet. You need to get something out of your two other guards that hardly played yesterday. Mm-hmm. Either Christian Williams or Brady Ellingson. One of those two guys needs to step forward and be able to give them a consistent 12 to 15 minutes a game. I agree. I don't think it works where you split it up and you get you know, eight minutes from each guy. I, right. 
I would prefer to see one of those guys take it and go with it. We've seen both the guys in a pitch can play point. Mm-hmm. Ellingson had to do that when Williams was injured. Right. Williams, he was the starter of point guard at the beginning of the season. But one of those two guys, they need to make the leap forward. Mm-hmm. We know Ellingson can shoot it. Mm-hmm. He needs to be able to do more. And when he's not getting open, he's got to be able to impact the game in other ways. It can't just be, hey, I can knock down an open three. Yeah. You need more than that. And for Christian Williams, that guy's got to find a jump shot. Because yes. he can get to the rim. He's long. He's very good defensively. And that's the See, component that they're missing. That's correct. But they need more from him, too. You can't have the dumb turnovers. You can't have mm-hmm. the lapses in judgment. One of those. Who would you be betting on? Who would oh, you be betting man. on the guy that does take that leap? Because for me, it's still Christian Williams. Yeah. He, I, I know he, there are he times played, where he, he looks lost. He played three minutes, mm-hmm. took one shot, missed it, and had a turnover. Mm-hmm. Ellingson played two minutes, took one shot, missed it. That was it. I suppose that that, that Ellingson's maybe, probably it, more consistent right now. Right now, yes. I would hope that it would be Williams because of his defensive tenacity, mm-hmm. that he could become a better offensive threat. Yeah, because he can guard. You, you and yes, I have both yes. seen that. Okay, very good. Yep, long. Yep, yep. Good at dis- anticipating. Dis- disruptive. Yep, gets into passing lanes. Mm-hmm. So I would hope that it would be him, but we don't know until we see it in the fall. It's just so inconsistent. Yeah. And and that's the frustrating part because as this roster is constructed for next year, mm-hmm. you mentioned the two freshmen coming in right. with both Nunji and uh, with Luca Garza. You also have Connor McCaffrey coming. Yes, in. you do. At least we all anticipate. You know, you always hear the Yeah, things. I know. Is he going to play baseball? Is he going to play baseball? Is he going to go to prep school? You know, that, that's been out there for a while. Wait another year and go out that route. You know, there's other things that still could happen, but let's just say for argument's sake right now okay. that McCaffrey's that going to be there. Okay. I think that helps Christian Williams because now you can say, all right, we got a backup point guard. Mm-hmm. Connor McCaffrey can run the point. He can get the 8, 10, 12, 15 minutes, whatever it may be, but that's solidified. We're good there. Bohannon, McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Now, Christian Williams, what you need to do, keep doing your defense. You can run the point in a pinch, but what we need from you it's some semblance of a jump shot. Yes. That's not there. No, it's right. But a guy that, more than anything, is going to come in, you're a lockdown defender. Yeah. Because much like Bohannon has defensive problems, there, there's some issues there. I think McCaffrey has the same kind of things. Now, he's longer than Bohannon. Mm-hmm. You know, he's 6'3", 6'4". Yeah. He's, he's got some length, and that can cover up some of the lateral quickness maybe that could be missing there in comparison to like a P.J. Thompson of Purdue. Okay, fair enough. Th- yeah, those like are guys. That. Those yeah. are guys that are going to be difficult for right. Bohannon to cover. It's going to be difficult for McCaffrey, but McCaffrey, with the link that he has, sure, he can get a little bump there. You know what I'm saying. I understand. You get an extra hey, hand in look, there. Look, you and I know how the game is played. Yes, absolutely. So if that's the case, Christian Williams, all right, find some kind of jump shot, but more importantly, we're going to dedicate you. You're a stopper. Mm-hmm. You're a guy that's going to come in. doesn't matter if it's a point guard, a two guard. You're going to get, you're gonna forwards, get the toughest guy. You're going to get that guy. Yeah. We need you to be able to come in. Twice a half, come in for a four-minute stretch, three, four-minute stretch, and lock that guy sure. down. We need that out of you. Does he accept that role in your mind? I think so. You know, he, he didn't drop his head this year when he lost his starting gig. Right. Didn't move on, didn't transfer midseason, nothing like that. Kept grinding. He had some nice games yeah. towards the end of the year. Yeah, he did. After being lost in the shuffle for a long time. He was. I mean, there was yeah. there was weak stretch where he didn't even no, see Christian. No, Williams. he wasn't even on the scene. So... 
I, I think that's a guy that can do that and develop into that, and that's important for Iowa because mm-hmm. I think the sky's the limits for this team. Expectations next year, they're a tournament team, there's no doubt. Top six, seven seed, probably in that range. In is that where area, yeah. sure. I'm kinda, I, I don't know top 25, but that next cuff's below, you know, 26 through 35. Right in there. I think that's where you work that's, Iowa. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. So that's, yeah, yeah. six, seven, eight seed yeah. range. And if the development we talk about actually right. happens. takes place. Well, now you're talking. And Bohannon, three straight double-doubles. Yeah. You don't see that happen very the, often. As, as we always like to say, the light bulb switched on. Mm-hmm. And it takes a while for freshmen for the most part. It took a while for him. And all of a sudden, the game slows down, and we talk about this, that your mind finally is able to grasp everything that's going on, and you're the, you're the guy that triggers everything for the most part. Right. And it finally started to slow down for him, and he figured it out. And you saw what the kid did yesterday. Uh, he, was, he was fabulous. He was 8 of 15, 7 of 12 from behind the three-ball line. 13 assists, 25 points. I mean, run. that's that's pretty damn good. Yeah. You'll take that. You take that. I'll take that any day. <laughs> going to be winning any, a lot of basketball games. Any day. The case. Yeah. Going to be a fun year for Iowa. I think so. It's going to be a fun year. I think year. so, yeah. Yeah. We'll take a break here when we come back on the other side. I got a question for you, Jimmy. All Lee. right, brother. I uh, got a little research for you to do during the break. Okay. So Illinois plays tonight in the NIT. John Gross has been fired. Correct. Brad Underwood has been hired. He has. Is he going to be on the sidelines tonight? I think he'll be in the stands. Why not on the sidelines? I don't think so. I think he'll let the assistant coach do all that. Right, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm not bringing uh-uh, – no. I think he'll be in the stands cheering. And are they at home tonight? They are. I, and I think that he will be introduced to the crowd sure. that will be there. Well, you anticipate that. Yeah. Why not let him coach it? Come on. <laughs> Let's roll it out. Let's see what we can do with the new guy. Jimmy V and TC, we're coming right back after this. Big news, big talk. Join me, Diana Kelly, every Saturday morning at 10 for what's happening in your neighborhood with Inside Iowa. On 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Another target run receipt reading. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. No way. So I got one box of K-Cups and got another one 50% off? Oh, Target. How did you know? Time to fill that gearing. We've got a tall order of BOGO to go. Light roast, no whip. Oh, and method hand soap for $2.69? Now that's what I call a double shot of deals. Extra caffeinated, super clean. Watch out, world. I'm one lean, mean saving machine. Get your receipt reading savings at Target. Pricing may vary. Restrictions may apply. I'm Jason Horowitz with an NCAA tournament schedule preview. The first weekend of March Madness is in the books, and now it's on to the regionals. This Thursday, the action will come from Kansas City and San Jose. Then on Friday, the focus moves to New York City 
and Memphis. All on the road to the Final Four in Arizona. To follow all the games and scores and make sure you don't miss any of the excitement, tune in to Westwood One's exclusive coverage of the entire NCAA tournament right here. State Farm knows that life is like college basketball. Having the right combination can make all the difference. Getting the upset and busting the bracket. Oh, you see that? Oh, Good combination. Getting upset and breaking the mirror. Dude, that is seven years bad luck. It was worth it. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Your team just lost by 50, by the way. Bad combination. At State Farm, we know the power of a good combination. Talk to an agent for help combining your home and auto into a plan that's right for you. State Farm, here to help life go right. Okay, keep your eyes closed. Okay. I want to show you my first ever painting. All right. Okay. Open your eyes. Oh, that's a lot of colors Mm -hmm. (laughs) and shapes. So be honest. What do you think? Well, uh, I like how if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Here, why don't I hold your paintbrush while you call them? Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. If you think trains will stop if they see a car on the tracks, you're right, they will. About a mile after they hit you. In 2015 alone, 230 people were killed at railroad crossings. Don't become the next fatality. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. 1700 KBGG. Start off a good day with Doug Steffen from 5 to 9. Top of the hour news from Westwood One. And local updates from the 1700 Newsroom. Then it's Dave Ramsey talking about your money and your life. Afternoons, we talk sports with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3. And Des Moines' biggest local sports show, Marty and Miller. From 3 to 6. Big news, big talk, and big sports on 1700 KBGG. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoine.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. 
Hey, everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B., and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. All right, everybody, we are back. Uh, by the way, at 2 o'clock, Tom Cakert, Hawkeye Report, will join us. We'll uh, totally dive into the Hawks season and the NIT loss yesterday to TCU. Uh, two twenty-five. Uh, Tad Hauslip, uh, NFL editor for the Sporting News. Lots of NFL questions as uh, teams are still trying to sign free agents. Plenty of guys still out there. All right, let me fire a few things at you. What do you got there, Jimmy B? Let's start with this. We'll stay with basketball. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get your response to yesterday. John Beeline, the head coach at Michigan armed with a super soaker when he entered the locker room against his teammates. It's uh it's very funny to me the Michigan Michigan basketball growing up mm-hmm. in the 80s and 90s and what it was and everybody had to have the baggy shorts so you could be like oh, that, sure. and the black socks and the yep. black sneakers of the Fab 5 and even before that with Gary Grant and Glenn Rice and yep. on and on and on Lloyd Vaught. Uh that great program that all of a sudden we're talking about Michigan, one of the biggest athletic budgets in the country. They're this plucky little underdog that, well, let's slow down here. Let's, <laughs> we're still talking about Michigan. Yeah. This isn't Rhode Island. This isn't Stephen F. Austin here. This is Michigan, this uh, underdog story. But it's great to see. You know, I've, I've said for a long time that John Beeline, for my money, is as good as you're going to get in college basketball, strictly as a coach, coaching the X's and O's of yep. the game. You know, his ability of of going with the one three one defense, mm-hmm. the ability that they have. Michigan, they don't recruit at a national level anymore. That's he doesn't go into the murky waters, if you will, right. of college basketball. He's not down there. He's not with Calipari, he's not with Kay. He's not even where Izzo's been going here mm-hmm. as of late. He does it his own way, but he's incredibly successful. Yes. And even to look at him last year, where they were decimated by injury, they didn't make the tournament. They're still well, they went ten and eight last year in the Big Ten with that roster. Maybe it was eight and ten. Regardless, they had nobody left. Right, and he's still finding ways to win games. Yeah. he's as good as for my money. He's as good as there is. Right, as you're gonna find, and uh, just a good guy on top of it. Yeah, you know, one of the uh, I don't make it over to many basketball games to cover things, but I did make it to an Iowa Michigan game a couple of years ago, and for the coaches that I've interacted with, he's just a good guy. Yeah. You know, and it's, I've it's known him ever since he coached at Canisius. Okay, yep. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long time. Absolutely. All right, my second question, still with basketball, and then I have a football one. Okay. Okay. Your reaction to Greg Marshall's wife F-bombing everybody in the stands and had to be escorted out of the arena by a security guard uh, after Wichita State lost. You can take the woman out of Wichita. You can't take the Wichita out of the woman. She, uh, hey, you, you do you. I'm Mrs. Marshall, you do your thing. You get loud, proud, drunk, belligerent. Yeah. Go for it. And, and then the NCAA, after a guy had 
put it, had posted it because he had it. Tweeted out the uh, yeah, yeah. yeah the incident. Yep. They asked him to remove it, and he did. Yeah. Don't want to mess with those credentials. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Does that does that influence a school looking at Greg Marshall to hire him? No, no. You don't think so? Well, did it influence... Well, you can, you can come, Greg, but you can't bring the old lady right. with you. <laughs> did it influence Iowa when they brought in Fran McCaffrey? No. Remember all the stories yes. about Margaret? Yeah. And we haven't seen Nothing. one thing. Nothing. Tanya could be a handful yeah. with Alford? Yeah. At least still Nothing. got the UCLA job. Yeah. No, no, it's... It's a fun story to write, something for the columnist to probably over the new local newspaper to bring up. Gotcha. But absolutely not. No. Finally here, let's go to uh, the NFL, where the FBI, not only have they done their investigation, but they have recovered not one, Trent, but two Tom Brady jerseys that were stolen by, apparently, the same guy. Yes. An international... News media reporter based out of Mexico, and they located the jersey from this past Super Bowl win and the jersey from the Super Bowl win that they had against Seattle as well. Your thoughts? Ah, thank goodness the story's over. <laughs> I mean, it was. It's not the flake gate. It got over with quickly. It did. It did. I. I don't know. It never did it for me as a news story. Okay. Okay, so the guy's trying to make a few bucks, took a jersey. <laughs> oh, Tom Brady lost his jersey. I'm, I'm not going to cry for him. Okay. He's fine. He's, he's got he's got bigger fish to fry. Oh, he and, does. And if he doesn't have a jersey, that is A-OK. I think he's going to be all right in life. Yeah, this this to me was a story that, that was a chuckle for a moment. It was. It was good to see that it finally ended today. And I agree. And you had to know that it had to be some guy with a credential who right. took it. Right. Because those are the only people that were allowed in the locker room. Did you see the video? I did not. Fox Sports has the video. I'll oh, show okay. it to you okay. of him walking around and just looks like he's a little pudgy. He's actually got the jersey <laughs> down his shirt. Down his shirt? Yeah. I'll be damned. Yep, yep. And he's walking around the locker room there, and you see him a couple of different times. I'll show that to you. Okay. It's uh, it's pretty entertaining. All right. I want to uh, see that. Yeah, I'll see if I can find it. Give okay, it a retweet. good. And uh, you can find that also on Twitter, at Trent Condon. You can find Jim over at Jimmy B Radio on Twitter. You got us. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Tom Cakert, Hawkeye Report, will join us at 2, and then at 2.25, Tad Haslip, uh, NFL editor for the Sporting News. Jimmy B and TC until 3, right here, the Big Talker 1700. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped, or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. 
believe me. Call the spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxedmoyne.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the spa at West Glen. Draft House 50 is your home for all the big dance basketball coverage. Wall-to-wall TVs, excellent food, and every brew under the sun. For basketball, you have one spot to go. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Here's a question for you. Do you know this song? Okay, let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs, almost note for note, they never set out to memorize? That's the power of sound. It's sticky. When you hear a song or maybe a good advertising message with some frequency week after week for about six months, It gets into your long-term memory even when you don't intend it to. You remember it because you heard it. That's why radio is the sticky advertising medium. You don't hear a newspaper or billboard, and really not a web page or a Facebook ad. Okay, TV has the power of sound, too. But advertising on TV week after week can be pretty expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then, when somebody's in the market for what you sell, who are they going to remember? If you want them to remember you, take advantage of radio. The power of sound. You can learn to DIY just about anything. Today, we'll be making our very own bath beads. We'll need mineral oil, ammonia, and... and Gosh, I feel like I'm forgetting something. After all, some things are better left to the pros, like buying a home. Because without an expert to guide you, you're just asking to get burned. Oh, look at that. It also works as a hair remover. So DIY yourself a favor and get Realtor. Head to Realtor.com slash Get Realtor today. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Watch for 1700 KBGG downtown Friday morning in the annual St. Patrick's Day Parade with Bob and Joe's RV Center, Richard Arndt, Cricket Wireless, and Suntan City. 1700 KBGG, Des Moines, a cumulus station, big news, big talk, and big... My name is Sharzad Kiade. I'm a Gemini Pescatarian, a mom of two wild little boys. I'm Susan Yara. I'm a mom of two also. This morning, I went to the bathroom alone. I woke up at five, put my boob in her mouth, and then she took a dump. Because that's what she uses me for. <laughs> that's what you're going to hear a lot of our stories and experiences in our crazy journeys to motherhood. It's fam- for all moms, not for all dads, not fathers and moms, for all moms. It's going to be a good old time. You guys are going to want to stick around. Promise. So subscribe. 